those of you outside freezing will only be out there for, for a couple weeks until the, uh, the numbers go down a little bit. And those of you at home, you know, might feel a little better coming back. And so just a, a little bit more of a short homily today. I mean, I've said that before and it never happens, but today it's really going to be shorter. I mean it. One of the, probably the most important answer we will ever give is to the question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? I mean, just kind of think about that. What comes to mind when, if, if somebody were to ask you, as I'm asking you, but if somebody you know, out there were to ask you, well, who is Jesus? What does that mean to you? How would you answer? Because people throughout history have answered that differently. Now, Christians have, have always answered the question with something like, Jesus is Lord and God. Jesus is Messiah. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is my Redeemer. Other people historically, you know, throughout, well, throughout history have looked back and have said, well, Jesus isn't Lord. He was just a, he was just a, a good preacher or teacher or rabbi, or he was just another prophet, but he wasn't God. Yet we're left with the words of Jesus and the eyewitness accounts of those who are around him. And if he's not God, Jesus condemns himself because he calls himself God. All those times when he says, I am, right? I am is the, is the ancient name of the Lord God, Yahweh. All of those times that he spoke of forgiving sin in his own name. Only God forgives sin. A preacher doesn't forgive sin. Even, you know, when we go to confession, the words of absolution are not my words. They're the words of Jesus. Just like all the sacraments, you know, at the, at the altar, as the bread and wine are changed into Jesus Christ, it's not me doing it. It's Jesus Christ doing it. And they are his words. So we're left with uh, what C.S. Lewis calls, or what's really been called of C.S. Lewis, his trilemma, his, his famous trilemma, that because of who Jesus claimed to be, he's either a lunatic, he's, he's, he's crazy, he's a liar, or he is who he says he is, he is Lord. He's either a lunatic, he's a liar, or he is the Lord. We're not left with something like he was a good guy or a good teacher. The data doesn't support that. It has to be really one of the other three. The reason why this is the most important question we will ever answer is because it's not a question we just answer in the abstract like, okay, he's, he's Lord and, and, and creator of the universe and et cetera. It's an answer that we have to give sometimes every single day. 
most especially when things are not going well, when we're, you know, suffering our own sort of injustice or mistreatment. If Jesus is Lord, then it's going to be okay. When our children are suffering or they're, they're deathly ill, when our loved ones are nearing death, right? When there is great suffering and, and, and great difficulties in our world, if Jesus is Lord, then God has a plan. Then our Redeemer has a plan. And you might say, well, but it looks like it's all falling apart. Yeah, but ultimately, it will all be renewed if Jesus is Lord. And if Jesus is Lord, we would never look for everything to go really, really well in this life anyway. Because the one who created us created us for ultimately himself and for eternity. People who put far too much hope in this world are people who probably don't have strong enough faith because they're trying to make earth into heaven, which can never be. And so in our day-to-day, even in the good, not just in the negative or in the bad, but even in the good, if Jesus is Lord, we thank him for the blessings. We thank him for the fact that God himself has reached out to us and given us so much. And even in the depths of, of suffering, if Jesus is Lord, then there can also be meaning in the suffering There can be virtue in the suffering, and most importantly, redemption in the suffering. Please stand.